0: Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience
1: with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how
2: things were built you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back
0: to the Passion for Craft podcast. We are here talking uh, with a really special guest, the 100-Year Window. Uh, 100-Year Window, we're glad to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> let him talk uh yeah so we today we're talking about windows um obviously we did the door video and uh i i think we got a lot of positive feedback from that and so we were going to talk about this time uh what should a window cost um not in just what should a window cost but that will be one of our main points later on but Uh, We're going to talk about the different parts of a window, the history behind windows. Uh, If you look at a lot of older uh, buildings, especially back in like Greek and Roman times, there weren't a lot of windows and we're going to learn why.
1: Correct, Jackson. That's (laughs) true. We are going to do that. So the... uh, Astute observation, probably. um, Yeah. Everything you wanted to know about windows, but we're afraid to ask. That's the, that's That's our, that's our topic today. So it's a relevant topic today because as we build our 100-year window and get feedback, good and bad, from people. What's the 100-year window? um, Well, I'll get into that because we're going to be talking about vinyl windows richard you talked a number of times about that story of the plastic or vinyl window that was just literally breaking and falling apart mm-hmm. a great story from the uv rays and right yeah. so um what's the deal with windows you know why uh why are they making them out of vinyl why are they making them out of plastic and fiberglass and all these other things so we're going to talk about windows and how to make good window choices and kind of some thinking behind them what's the deal with windows <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's all I'm think of.
1: <laughs> what's it do with windows? I just went to
0: Jerry.
2: Uh, well, why don't you try to uh, tell us the parts of this window, Jackson? All right.
0: Game on. So, whew, crud. Uh, and just to I, be
2: fair, I don't know all the parts.
0: I think I know that it's a double hung window. That's true. Can y'all
2: just tell me if I'm right or wrong? <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> what is the... I'm
0: scared. Okay, so Muntin. No. But what's
2: a double hung window?
0: It will both sides move, right? Isn't both that, what move? Pan, panel? Panes? No. This is a window pane. Both, I don't know. What is this? What is the whole thing called? Sash.
1: Window? Sash.
0: This is a sash?
1: That's a sash.
0: I thought the sash was this.
1: No. So you got an upper and lower sash in a right, double hung so window.
0: The upper sash moves, and you might hear some wobble-dobbling. That's because the upper sash is not weather-stripped. And there's a piece of weather stripping on the sides here. It's like copper and nailed in. Uh, the, uh, okay, muntin, right?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same rail? as a door. Same as a yeah, door, style? yeah. Okay, so style there you go.
0: And then the pane. Um, with no sill. That's all I know. Is it sill or seal?
1: I've been afraid to what? ask. Is it what? <laughs> Seal? Sill or seal? <laughs> is it's it window? Sill, S-I-L-L. Okay. Okay, and you got an exterior sill, seal, sill, seal. sill, sill, S-I-L-L.
0: And- See, yeah. Yeah, I'm confused. Seal. Yeah.
1: And an interior sill, and then the lower part underneath the interior sill is an apron.
0: So this is the apron?
1: Well, that's there's not an apron there. It's be a piece, piece of molding. Of so yeah, room. this
0: is an uninstalled window, but the apron would be a part of the house. That would be part where you like interior trim. In. Yep. Interior in- trim, okay. In-
1: and you'd have a casing that would go around the outside. The
0: casing would go here, and it would actually cover where right. you can see
1: the pulleys. And what you've got there with the screws in it, those are uh, adjustable stops. These are adjustable. It's a stop.
0: A, you can see these screws. Um, that's the stop. What does that mean, the stop? Is that how high it's going to go?
1: It keeps the window from falling out, so it's stopping the window.
0: Okay, got it. Well, cool. What did I miss, guys? Do I, Richard, did you see anything? that I was like, you should have said this.
2: Did you mention the weights and pulleys? Well, yeah, but, and that's to make it move easier, right? Yeah, it's to offset the weight of the window. So, from what I understand, this and the other one on the other side weigh exactly as much as this. Mm-hmm. So, you have to weigh the sash with the glass and hardware, then then you, I guess, cut this to size, it looks like.
1: Yeah, those was probably an eight pound weight. We had to cut it so that it's closer to a five pound weight. And this is pure lead, so really good for. Um, but you'll see on that side of that weight, there's a number, and it says eight or, or something like that. It's it's actually in the Oh, right here. Yeah. So there's an eight. There's a, yeah. There's a number right there, and that tells you what the what how much it weighs. Um, mm-hmm. Can't read it very well. Yeah, and and that's a chain a chain kind of rope uh, versus a rope versus a cotton rope. Um, do you guys typically go with the chain, or do y'all go with the cotton? 90% of the, the stuff we do is originally cotton, sash, rope. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot it, of parts called, to the it's window called sash rope, but confusing. even. Anyway, for a here, but here's the deal. Let me back up, you know, windows, uh, historically like going back to, you know, English times. Okay. Glass was always the technological piece. That was the hardest was the greatest barrier. Okay. Um, they couldn't make glass in very big sizes, and yep. glass was a technology that was very difficult to make. And so, even getting up to this size piece of glass would have been a huge piece of glass. This size? In like 1650, right? It would have been like unheard of that big, big that big a piece. How did they make it back then? Well, they they spun it, okay, and it was called crown glass or table glass. And they'd actually stick it into a furnace. They'd stick their ball into the furnace. They cut it open, and then with centrifugal force, they'd spin the rod. And that thing would just kind of, kind of grow
0: out, right? If you so, this is their rod, and then this is their so it's like a perpendicular, mm-hmm. and so they would
1: spin their rod like that. They would put it in the furnace, and they'd start spinning it, and then they they bring it out of the furnace. They would continue to spin it, and it, it would just it, and so they could get a disc that was probably three feet wide, uh, like like glass. But that's bigger than that. I know, but you you only have, in the middle is the rod where the rod comes into it, right? And So, so you got
0: to cut around that. You've
1: got to cut around that. And so you might get two pieces like that out of a single single piece. I'm just telling you, that was a huge piece of glass. In, and, in the and that would take a while pre- uh, 1750. to spin and Completely I'm handmade, sure. yep, uh, and all that stuff. And then they went to cylinder glass, and cylinder glass was, instead of spinning it, they'd actually get up on a table. And they would they would throw the throw the the glass down so the glass would stretch and so you, you you'd get it a, a long cylinder that stretches out like that and they're literally blowing it you know yeah, sw- swinging it down and uh um, <laughs> and then exhausting. put it back into the furnace and you'd have these long tubes that were like you know four five six feet long that then they snap off the little rod they lay it down they cut it it opens up and that's how they make the piece of glass and then Cylinder glass goes until the 1920s, 1930s. Oh, my gosh. And and it's not until 1940 that they come with with float glass. And float glass is uh, these furnaces that run literally for like 10 years without stopping. And because once you start it, you can't stop it. And Because it's this continuous process of pouring the molten glass into these conveyor belts to end up laying the glass over molten tin. And so that you get this perfectly smooth piece of glass right, that you can see through it now this is actually restoration glass because you can see some bubbles and stuff in it um oh, yeah. and there's some imperfections mm-hmm. in it and you can still get restoration glass uh that's still handmade so the old a cylinder it'd be a historic it'd be new cylinder glass that is crazy so, so it's so, new glass
2: that's made in a in way the, that looks yes yeah.
1: so glass was always the big deal and so you know the, the reason like in charleston you know, the reason those houses turned perpendicular to the street because they were taxed by the amount of glass that faced the street. So they literally turned the face of the house perpendicular to the street. And you see these side porches and things that you walk on in Charleston. But there was, you know, four windows on the street side instead of 10. And, and so the uh, glass and taxing glass was was a you know, uh, tax on the rich especially in Elizabethan England, you know, that when they were doing that, they were, it was a sign of wealth. So that, you know, considering that we're still using cylinder glass into the 1920s and 30s. And if you've ever had a client go, our glass, our windows are failing. You're like, what do you mean they're failing? Well, the glass is all wavy now. And they were thinking that the glass had actually started falling. I've had people tell me that and it's not. You know what there's i'm saying they would see the waves in that and go oh the glass is failing
0: so there's not as many waves in this one uh, that i've seen in some of the historic houses but they're like they usually like look like streaks
1: they can they can look really distorted yeah like like this building is 1921 and glass was graded a b and c you would have had c glass in a warehouse like ours is tons of wave in the original glass over there and a nice house would have had an a right yeah, you can see it, see it in that glass there. It's TV's blocking you right view, there. Richard. And so glass was the technology piece that, that, that moved everything. And really, if you think about it, you don't have aluminum windows, which is a 1950s product, and, and vinyl and, and, and fiberglass and all these things until after we kind of conquered the glass thing. And so. Where was Anderson? Anderson. Okay. actually originally made frames uh just the frames just the frames and then and they they go back to the early 1900s mm-hmm.
2: um and uh but they're they're one of the oldest production you know uh, window makers so i've heard that before of people saying like yeah the glass got distorted it's getting it's, failing. it's getting old. but what it, it was made glass doesn't move or glass frames. doesn't move it doesn't. it's <laughs> a thousand year product yeah. right it's, it's
1: ridiculous to sit there to think that would actually slump now leaded glass, okay, the glass isn't failing, but the lead that separates the pieces of glass called caming, actually will slump, and you'll actually see huge bubbles and stuff in it. And so I think that's probably why they're confused, because they'll say it's slumping, but regular pane glass doesn't slump. It will sit the same for a thousand years. The leaded glass, because the lead's so soft, will actually slump. Okay. What is leaded glass? Do they so put like like, a it's like of- stained glass you'd see in a church or something like that. Yeah. Um, those pieces of individual glass that make up a picture of you know Jesus with the lamb or whatever they're doing are all separated by a thin piece of lead. I didn't know that was lead. Yeah. That's interesting. And so that lead will slump and get soft because it's a really soft product. Metal, you usually you know. get
2: unleaded glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> Um, diesel actually. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So consider that there was nothing but wood windows before 1940. Okay. So, it, you know, a cheap window was cheaper glass, um, and was, you know, no weather stripping and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you didn't have the variety of cheapness <laughs> that you do today <laughs> with windows.
2: Wow. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that I realize is like, people say, well, why would I buy this thing when it costs this much? Well, it's because now you have all these cheap options to compare it to. Yeah. It's like going to Central Market versus McDonald's. It's like, (laughs) well, I can get food at McDonald's, but it's not the same food. Right. But you do have that comparison now. So everybody's uh, mind is like warped on that. It's like they want the cheap thing.
1: Well, and it started by you asking, why did we do the hundred year window? Realize that That as those cheaper products came out, like aluminum and extruded aluminum and, you know, fiberglass and vinyl, the wood market, right, the wood window market has been shrinking. And so in order to, you know, gain market share or maintain market share, they've cheapened their product a great deal. And the story that we're telling, or the story, the story is. We're lying about it. Yeah. The lie I'm telling people is that, (laughs) no, what's happened is. You know, we we did a really nice house. Richard worked on that house um, with the Palladian window. Um, oh yeah! All those windows were brand new windows. Okay, wood windows from a large production manufacturer. Uh, Shout that, out in there in 17, 17 years ago.
2: And was that all? Seventeen, 17
1: years ago, and the, and they were completely rotted out.
2: As in, they were wood. Yeah, they were okay.
1: Yeah, and so. At the same time, we were on these commercial restoration projects doing courthouses and pulling windows out, pulling the sash out of a project like this and restoring the windows and putting them back in. They were already 100 years old and we were restoring them to last another 30, 40, 50 years before they needed to be touched up. And the sash, the sash, and sometimes the frames. And so, Good ones, Jackson. Um, Pay they, attention. But it, here we here we were on the commercial side restoring hundred year windows, and that to last another fifty years. And on the residential side, we were like, "Wait a minute, this window's already rotting out. These things don't last anything. Why can't we build windows like we used to build?" Yeah. And so we've gone back to building a very traditional window that's meant to last a hundred years. Yeah.
2: So, so this hundred year window is basically you guys seeing like working on the historical buildings and being like we could we we need to remake this because it lasts
1: why aren't we why aren't we doing this right Mm -hmm. why aren't we building this we know it lasts 100 years why aren't we doing it the truth is or a large part of the i'm here i'm lying again so the reason those windows those things last so long because of the virgin growth wood so the whole thing about the hundred year window what does that mean sorry virgin growth wood so in in america Okay, in America, remember, you know, we, we Mayflower, right? We get come to America. all the wood, okay, is first generational. It's 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 uh it's been growing there for two, three, four hundred 400 years, okay? okay? So it's first growth, yeah. first cut, okay? And we didn't run out of first cut lumber until like 1920 1930. Mm. So all the wood that we use, all the wood that, you know, up until 1930 was first cut first generation meaning it was tight growth rings it was a lot of heartwood it lasted a very long time so are you telling me every forest in america has been yes
0: okay he's just yes. cut
1: cut twice <laughs> if not three times wow wow okay. so when he was talking when dave Rocket when our lumberyard boards? was talking about second cut and third cut that's what he's talking about but what about the lumber yard? I mean, sorry, the redwoods. Uh well, I mean you still have the great sequoias in that in the the, the Sequoia National Forest, but though that's that's it's a know, th- yeah, that's a preservation. A yeah, that's thing. a, Yeah, exactly. It's a national park Can you imagine? that um that you can't cut that wood anymore.
2: Okay. Cool. So the windows that you were pulling out, what species of wood are they? So the courthouses oh, That's yes. a good
1: question. The other thing is, and this is kind of getting a wood geeky, but the, because of the way the country grew across, the, across and going west, um, you, you would actually find um, types of wood changing, okay? Based on time period. And so all the woods in Minnesota, Wisconsin, all the way over to New York and Ohio and up into Maine were Eastern white pine, okay? That was the species of wood. That was the premium species of wood okay. that they used. By the time, by, by 1860, 1870, the reason why they also harvested those, those trees that way is because they could get them down the river. Okay. There was a river system that they were able to float them down. The next batch of, of trees were in the south, and that's where the longleaf pine lumber comes from. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's all, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, Florida, all just big swaths of cypress and longleaf pine. Those were harvested from 1870 into about 18, you know, early 1900s. And the reason they were able to harvest those is because of the railroad was able to back a train into those woods. Yeah. Then you go out west and you see the firs and the redwoods and the things. So if you've got a building in 19, you know, 20, and I had fir windows in this building, mm-hmm. I would say uh, I would say these were this, this was much later. Okay. Because, because it was
0: the second round. It was because it was the West
1: Coast, right? Because you'd like have the had to have gone west. out the okay. fur. You'd have to go out the West Coast. I would say, well, these were probably installed in the 40s or 50s, uh-huh. because in 1910 we weren't really harvesting fur yeah. in Texas to bring it to from the West Coast to bring it here. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you, d- when you can out of the you can specify this, the the species. Majority of it is red tidewater red cypress, okay, southern wood or longleaf pine
2: that's the rail railroad yeah
1: right and and the other we did when we did the ellis county courthouse the interior doors were eastern white pine and the outside windows were longleaf yellow pine you're like what 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 happened there because eastern white is the east coast right Right. and then the longleaf is the is the, the, the south, south? How did a eastern white pine door end up in Texas? Right, because eastern white pine doesn't grow in Texas. They yeah. never would have been harvested. There. Well, what you would have what you had happened is it, it was early in Texas history, the mills weren't up and running very good. So it was the St. Louis mill that, uh, and they are fed by the eastern white pine trees of the up uh, of Michigan and things like that. They were building in, in Eastern White Pine and shipping by railroad to Texas, and that's how an Eastern White Pine and Door ended up in Texas. Oh. So, anyway, that's geeky. And that's really <laughs> weird. But I think people like to know no, that. that is, telling, I liked it. I feel like that's yeah. really interesting. Well, because
2: well, I- you see it change as the uh, uh, industry changes. You know, it does. Usually and so you get the railroad. There are
1: there are, when I always in, when I'm sleuthing the house, right, you can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the wood. No, that wood never would have been here. You can actually do that with wood, with nails, with all these different things. Mm-hmm. But the woods the key. And so we're building our window with Sapili OK, which is a tropical hardwood, um, very similar to mahogany. And it's very straight grain. It's very dense, and it, and it lasts a very long time. So we are specifically choosing a wood that's going to last a long time, knowing that if we get the wood right, we've got 90% of it right.
0: Hmm. What's the other 10% when it comes to? doing So a the slope
1: light? of uh, the exterior sill. Um, you know, uh, this the this interior side sill. Over here. Oh, okay um oh i feel it making sure that water doesn't run into there right the quality <laughs> in buildings so that the joints are really tight mm-hmm. um but it also you know just the extremeness of the you know wherever it is for instance if you put that window on the face of a building in a southern exposure you know in texas or, or in a, a western exposure with the uh, uh the sea that's a very challenging you know, uh location for a window to, pre- to perform well. there's where A lot of salt
0: in the air, a salt, lot of UV rays. Yeah. What it, else?
1: Those two <clears throat> things. Those yeah. Okay. And so salt just eats things up. Yeah. And so um those those are the other ten percent. It's just is where it's where it's sitting and condition and stuff like that and then how well it's built. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that we get, it, it, the other real piece of the 100-year window was, I, I can't do a 100-year window if I'm going to use insulated glass because insulated glass is a 10- to 20-year product. Mm. And so because the, if you've ever been in your house and the the, the seal between the two glasses fails, it gets all chalky and, mm-hmm. and cloudy and everything else, That that is a failure, okay? And most modern winter manufacturers today will say, uh, well, we got to replace your window mm-hmm. because your glass has failed. Wow. So they That's they have introduced obsolescence into their products so that they can keep you know every 20 years give you a new window. Intended obsolescence. It's it's a mess. And here's the other, you know, racket in the in the modern production window thing is is that they'll also do that with profiles. They'll do that with with <laughs> cladding. Change the profile a little bit. Yeah, they'll change the profile. And they go well. We can't match that profile exactly. <laughs> we'll have to give you a new window because you can't. And so all of a sudden you're buying a whole new window because you're you know you're trying to replace a 20-year sash and you can't do that and so the great thing about historic windows is that all these parts and pieces that we made are completely reproducible if that bottom rail you know clap you know rots out we'll we can replace it we can take that sash out and knock the knock the rail out put a new rail in put the mutton back in reglaze it and you're brand new you can't mm-hmm. do that with modern with with new
2: windows well the the I mean I'm building that that French casement yeah. window that looks and great. it's going to be thank you it's going to be single pane glass just cuz I'm kind of just copying you to be honest um just taking pictures and <laughs> just like That's I could build I that would do. Yeah <laughs> I don't know any better Thomas Jefferson did that it's Yeah great. he did yeah it's a good uh, <laughs> um, doing it. But yeah, on my videos like one of the biggest things people have been saying is like so I hope you're putting you know you know, the double glass, double pane glass. I'm like, no, I'm putting single pane glass. Oh, it's not going to last. It's going to, it's not energy efficient, yada, yada, yada. And I I don't really know a lot about energy efficiency, but I do know that that glass is ugly and I don't like it. That (laughs) double. Well, I went to go, I'm doing a little bit of remodeling the back half of my house. And I was like, man, I really like building doors and stuff, but I don't know if I have the time because I want to put French doors centered on the back wall. And I was like, well let me just go look. So we went up to uh like a building supply place and the Muntin, so the Muntin on that doors I was looking at was like an inch and a half wide. I was like, Oh, that is Bro. ugly. I might have to build these things. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I I've, I see the struggle people have. Like they you know, I have a budget, I mm-hmm. have limited time. Mm-hmm. I considered buying doors, but the passion for craft in me just will not let me buy Muntins that are that fat. Yeah. But they're that fat because they're trying to hide the black strip that's in between the two pieces of glass. So they can't really get around it. Interesting.
1: So, um, glass is a whole nother ball of yarn. (laughs) And, and, and so it's, um, let's keep tugging at it. it. It's challenging because, you know here's the reality okay we're in texas okay our median temperature in forward texas is 68 degrees um we have some days that uh um you know and, and so put that in perspective we're trying to you know heat and cool our houses around 72 right so we're four degrees in median time from that doesn't cost a lot of energy in order to get you to 72, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're in Minnesota or in Ontario, some of our our listeners are, um, you know, their median temperature is probably, you know, 40, right? And so they've got a a much harder time and and these longer winter spells. And so the other thing is, is that insulated glass is great for keeping heat in Mm. a building. It isn't great for keeping heat out, okay? we've got heat gain issues right heat is our problem the sun is our problem not cold weather and so it, it to 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 buy insulated glass to think that it's going to help you with your energy bills or help you with your you know the energy efficiency just isn't there the statistics aren't there i mean a single pane of glass has an r value of 1
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, a double pane glass has an r value of 2 and a triple pane glass has an r value of 3 okay so, What's an R value, if you wouldn't mind? Sorry. Well, we talk about R value as uh, if you think about a wall and an insulation being, you know, R 10, R 16, R 14, R 22. Ceilings are just be R 32 or 38. Um, so it's how well it regulates. It's how well it. It it keeps uh, the heat and cold from transferring into mm-hmm. your, your. It's like a your, thermal break. Yeah, like yeah. it's
2: stopping it from coming in. Yeah.
1: And so most walls, right? A two by four wall will be R fourteen, right? You know, when you compare the fourteen versus one, mm-hmm. right, or or even fourteen versus two, there's not a big difference. Right. And so, um, you know, there, there's so much information here. The problem is too is is that our energy bills, okay only about 40% of, if you got a $100 energy bill, only about 30 to 40% of that is spent on heating and cooling. To expect that you can change the glass from an R1 to an R2. And then and see, take a noticeable. The, and see a noticeable difference in only the 30% of your energy bill, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so the statistics are it's 40 to 120 years to expect a repay on b- changing out historic windows to insulated glass windows or to new windows and to expect to see that savings in an energy bill. Mm-hmm. The problem is you can't get to 140 years With because the window is going to rot out
2: too fast. So, what do you recommend to the people in those <clears throat> colder climates? If is this an option for them, it's where they so can? So,
1: there, there's a couple things. There, there's a one of the things we're offering is, is a it's a product called Pilkington Spacia glass, okay, and it is a vacuum sealed piece of glass, okay. So most insulated glasses are not vacuum sealed, okay. Vacuum is you're sucking the air out of it. They are sealed, but they're but there's still air inside, okay. A vacuum seal is actually where you're sucking all the air out of that. And mm-hmm. um, in this case, there is a little metal nipple, a little black dot on the mm-hmm. glass in the lower right-hand corner. And if you look closely to that, there's there these tiny balls about one inch apart. And the balls are a 64th of an inch, yeah. maybe 138th of an inch. Mm-hmm. Teeny, you got to look and see you do see them but the glass on the outside has been brazed with glass okay so there's a, so the glass has been melted together mm-hmm. so the seal is mm-hmm. really good but that dip, when you have a insulated piece of glass you know it's half an inch apart is an R value of 1 a the similar piece of, of insulated glass of vacuum insulated glass can oh, have, can have an, can. an R value of 4 or 7 okay? okay so it has a better R value than even the triple pane glass mm-hmm. Anyway, so in those climates, that's that's, that's what you would that's recommend. what you would use. Mm-hmm. Because the glass is the weak point. Wood is actually a great thermal break. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wood, is, oh, yeah. wood is a is an insulating property. Hmm. And and if you think about it this way, if you light a match, I mean you can hold on to that match for a long time. That oh, flame yeah. is almost right at your finger before if you light a match and stick a stick a, 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 a Paperclip in there, oh, and, and yeah. you can have like two or three inches of paperclip. If you put it in there, that thing will be so hot you'll have to drop that yeah. paperclip. Yeah. What's happening? The transfer of heat through through that piece of metal is very fast, mm-hmm. and wood is a great thermal insulator, right? And so, so when
0: you're looking at windows that right. have a metal outside they are sh- just
1: or steel windows or <laughs> yes or or the aluminum extruded like, windows <laughs> yeah that's what we have yeah they they're uh, they're terrible in fact they are conducting heat and cold into your house <laughs> good okay so <laughs> that's what you have <laughs> that's fun typically glass is the weak point but when you get into metal and you know vinyl and all those other things they aren't as good as 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 Wood is the thermal insulator. Yeah. That's
0: it, a really, I, I think that's a really helpful piece of the puzzle just for a lot of people to understand. Because, uh, I mean, you hear a lot like, oh, you got to get the windows replaced
1: to really help oh, change your thing. And it, it's probably the biggest lie in remodeling and building today.
0: But it, but it really is. I mean, it, you know, it, it works because it makes sense. Because you're like, oh, yeah, I can see
1: the outside through my window. Yeah, I can see the Psychologically, you're there. Like, yeah,
0: you're like, that's,
1: it's that's, con- that's, that's, the, that's the, the weak it's, point. It's totally commonsensical, okay? Yeah. okay? It's totally like, yeah, well, of I mean, course I it would I've be the sa- window. I've sat there by the window. It's so cold. Here's the other thing. Here's and there's more, Jackson. This is great. Well, I think this is helpful. Here's yeah. more. M- most houses do not have insulation pre 1940. Right. Okay. So th- those walls are just wide open. Okay. So only what, about 10 percent of your energy loss goes out windows. What, what? Where does the rest go? Walls and ceilings. Really.
0: And
2: you're
1: like, what? Well, I guess because the square footage alone, there's more wall and more ceiling totally. to go around. and, and that, that's because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. only about twenty to thirty percent of your wall surface area, floor, wall, ceiling surface area, is windows. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's a smaller portion, mm-hmm. right? It makes, makes sense. sense. And heat rises, goes right through your ceiling, and most old houses don't have insulation in the walls so it's it's why i did a video it's like the biggest bang for your buck is insulation mm. you know just change your insulation you you got a, a 1920s bungalow you got 30 windows in it you know if they're are two thousand dollars to change each window sixty thousand dollars did you just spent changing yep. the windows you could insulate that house for you know three thousand dollars four thousand mm-hmm. dollars and see a, and actually see a true a difference, difference, in, your difference. In, in your energy bills yeah so Anyway, so energy, we don't think about it very much. Efficiency
2: of the window isn't really, really like a big deal, honestly, right?
1: It's not. There are uh, a bunch of good storm windows out there, okay? Um, that uh, are exterior and interior. There's a company called Indow, which mm-hmm. is the interior window, but it's but it's basically a storm window that can go inside your house. Mm. And so the other people say, "Well, I, I put new windows in, and it really helped the sound." Well, that's because they're insulated. That's because they're foamed around the outside. That's because yeah. they're, they're they're done that way. But the pro- the truth is is that there's a tra- sound transmission coefficient, okay, mm-hmm. which may, means that it's, it's testing how sound travels through something yeah how much it vibrates yeah the best insulator from sound is laminated glass okay Mm -hmm. and you think about there's a plastic film in between those things that are stopping that sound but insulated glass scores about a 26 Mm -hmm. and single pane glass scores about a 26. Right. Yeah. They're about the same. And so just sit there and go, I, I replaced my windows and it helped the sound so much. No, it just means your windows weren't weather stripped. It means that they've been sealed properly. It's not the glass yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually helped that thing according to those, you yeah. know, that those labs.
0: Well, when you talk weather stripping, like this, this is a fascinating thing. I don't know what if maybe the microphone will pick it up. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it in. But like when you're moving this like yeah that's that one's moving but then you know when we lock that into place and we move this one that one's not moving at all. So he's shaking the windows in both times. Yeah yeah so the I'm shaking the window I'm holding the back one the second time and then the first time I'm not holding the back one and I'm not holding the front one and I mean the front one is not moving at all because the, the weather lower
1: sash is weatherstripped. The upper sash is not.
0: This one's weatherstripped, this one's not. So you can hear this one. And so moving. a lot
1: of times people will be in their house and you'll a car drives by or a big truck drives by and you'll actually hear your windows rattling. <laughs> and so you know, it, most of the time they're just not weather stripped properly. Mm-hmm. And yep. weather stripping costs more. When when it, You can look in the original old millwork catalogs and they they charge more for weather stripping them. Mm-hmm. Um, the best ones are weather stripped and they perform better.
0: Mm. What is weather stripping traditionally used for? To keep the. Stripping the weather. <laughs> well, uh, thanks. Yeah. I, I figured it had something to do with the weather. It's like a but like, seal. Is-
2: yeah. Like a between the two wood pieces yeah. okay. kind of seals it makes everything tight just to keep air out moisture
1: okay yeah it is a it is a uh it's foam today a lot it, of times a lot of the foam sometimes you'll see vinyl used historically it was a sprung bronze or a metal piece mm-hmm. sometimes a brush that was that that was interlocking oftentimes but 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 did you know stop the air from moving back and forth through a window mm-hmm. um it's a break. It's a break to keep well, the weather out.
2: I feel like some people just will never get it. Like they'll just ne- they'll just never they'll never go for a single pane window. They're hmm. just like no, we're we're beyond that. That's that's been what I've gathered from a lot of the comments. They're just like that's just old things are cool, but that's just we're so far from that.
1: It is a completely different way of thinking. It is it is mm-hmm. a well. How long do you want it to last? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, oh! You must want your window last fifteen years, yeah? Right? I mean, you you could almost push back and go, oh, well, you don't mind replacing it then every fifteen to twenty years
2: because that's what you're going to be doing. Maybe that's
1: what you're doing, you know, And they would, they would, they might, you know, rebut. Well, I'm only going to be in it seven years before I move to do something else, and it's just that whole mentality of how people think about the commodity of a house mm-hmm. instead of the beauty and architectural
2: integrity and the wrong, that's know, wrong sustainability. Well, the- the beauty thing energy efficiency aside i made a video on uh our patreon specifically about this Mm -hmm. i compared like the muntins here compared to the one in my garage where the muntin is just a little vinyl strip and i even said in that video look i don't know anything about energy efficiency i'm not an expert talk to Brent about that but this looks so much better than that Crappy vinyl strip. Well,
1: what happened too is that I remember when I was first starting in building and insulated glass was really blowing up. um, The whole, you know, sales pitch was about true divided light and simulated divided light. Mm -hmm. And simulated divided light is where they tape uh, a piece of wood to the glass, okay, to simulate. That, that there's, it is divided. Okay? So this is a big sheet right here. It's a, in they, in yeah, the sash, I've, you have one I've big that, sheet, yeah. but you've taped mutton bars on top of it. Okay, The cheaper thing is what he's talking about in his garage where they don't tape a mutton bar, but they still divide it with a piece of... You know, vinyl or something inside the glass. So if you look at the window, you'll go, "Oh, it's divided light." It's not. There's a grid inside the piece of glass hmm. that that's conveying this. And then true divided light is where every there's two pieces of glass in that sash, and, there, and there's tr- is truly divided, right? Mm-hmm. And so the problem with the with the insulated glass is what Richard was describing earlier with that thing is they is some of the there's still a premium on the true divided light that that, that's a better product Mm -hmm. and so in order to accomplish the energy efficiency they have to widen the mutton bar in order to hide the the weather stripping piece and it all of a sudden grows to an inch and a half or an inch and nine sixteenths and you're like (laughs) it it just just looks looks goofy
2: big flat profile it's just like what the heck is yeah, that? If there's doing that there?
1: profile that big that you're holding your hand there, you stretch Jackson, it out. You would look
2: at it and go, "What is wrong with that? Mm-hmm. It just looks goofy. Little chunky. Little chunky. It does not. It's not proportional at all. It looks really bad. And the, basically, what they're doing with it is they're just. It's the same profile shape, yeah. but they're just like. Because it's widened out, it looks even
0: off, I'm sure. And
1: the other thing that that purists will talk about is how deep that mutton bar is, okay? Mm -hmm. So the mutton bar is, what, an inch deep? It's an inch. I just measured it. And so, whereas if you have insulated glass, you're obviously pushing the glass in, you know, know, half an inch. Mm -hmm. And so that mutton bar shrinks from one inch deep, which has a deep profile, really pretty shadow lines, to... This very f- flat, you know, fat thing yeah. that just doesn't look as pretty. But I mean, again, we're we're kind of a little bit in in, in a detail weedy place, but mm-hmm. it does matter. It people. does
2: matter because when I see the houses in my neighborhood, it's like a historical type neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They come in with the new vinyl things. They're so freaking bright white. They got just little vinyl strips in it. It, mm-hmm. is, it just does not. It it makes the neighborhood look bad. Yeah. In
0: Okay, so um, th- this has been awesome. Been very educated on the window side. Um, I want to get to the, the question uh, that the title of this video is, is how much should a window cost? Mm-hmm. So when we talked about doors, we kind of talked about it from a standpoint of, um, you know, if, if I'm the DIYer and I'm trying to fix up my own house, I, I know there that I can go reclaim an old historic door, are there old historic windows I can go reclaim or uh, does that option exist out there right now? Um, but I guess the the kind of question that I'm considering is, hey, what's the never buy this window? What's the, hey, consider buying this these windows because here's the price differentials laid out. Um, walk me through some of that because Renewal by Anderson comes by, quotes my house and says, hey, we'd like to you know offer you windows for your whole thing for, two thousand dollars a window
2: and you've got 30 less than that less than that i I don't know yeah i think it would be less well to answer your question in my experience the salvage question i haven't looked much but the times that i have looked has been very difficult to find like a really good window that was operable Mm -hmm. and i could like take it and use it Mm -hmm. i haven't been able to do that i probably
1: wouldn't try to I mean, even knowing what we do, I probably wouldn't try to go buy a salvaged wood window. Yeah, one size is problem, but but for the amount of labor that's going to take to get that in, I can almost build a new one. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you, you know, and so uh, of course we're doing it the way it should be done. But the um, it's just not worth it, is what I'm hearing. So I mean, I would, I would, if you could get sash that that could go into a window. And sash is this. what is sash, Jackson? <laughs> part? Yes. Well, the upper and lower sash, right? So, you, so this sash—if you can find a sash that maybe could—but fit but the it, likelihood of it you could... finding a sash that's going to fit your existing yeah. wooden frame is so, pretty low.
0: So cool. So it's different than the doors. It's yeah, different, it's different
1: doors. It's, So we're, it's we're different not looking for that. All right. Yeah.
0: So so help me out. So I'm looking for my my new windows for my house. Well, I
1: think the cheapest windows would be the one you have in your garage, right? Yeah, that's probably a hundred dollar
0: window. But what's the what? Probably, let's start yeah. here.
2: Let's start with the never buy. Tell me what not to do first. Well, like I said about my neighborhood, I wish people would not do that. Mm-hmm. Not not buy those vinyl windows yep. that don't look they just look bad especially on a historic house. Yeah, you're so. almost
1: you're almost when you're when you're talking about what not to buy, mm-hmm. there there's a uh, you know, sustainability thing. It's it, it's not going to last very long. And then there's the ugly factor, right? Mm-hmm. And, and majority of those cheap windows are ugly. And so like Richard's saying, I mean, yeah. it, it's almost don't do it just cuz it's so dang ugly and and they they talk about windows as being the eyes of the house Mm -hmm. and and when you change the windows you really mess up the architectural integrity of the house Mm -hmm. because There's so many windows on an old house, right? There's, you know, in a new house, you might have 10 windows. In an old house, you might have 30 windows. Mm -hmm. Remember that the window used to be the air conditioning in the house. And the whole idea behind behind the double hung was that you would create convection air going through your house. You would lower your, you know, lower your sash, your upper sash on the north side of your house, let cool air in, and you would raise the, you know, lower sash in the south side of your house and then you'd be creating this convection going through your house. Wow, that's, build, that. that's build
2: science right there. That so, is build so, science. So
1: this, so you get air movement, right? And house is more comfortable. Anyway, so there, there is a, they are a very important architectural feature, especially in pre nineteen forty homes. Mm-hmm. And so, the the never buy is a replacement window. Okay. It just it just won't last, and it's ugly. So mm-hmm. just to define replacement
0: window, I'm never replacing my windows. Or what is, help oh, me out? You don't have to. Okay. So if, if you I, have quality If you windows, have wood
1: windows, you can restore them infinitely many times sweet. and get them going again. Now, there are times where you it, your sash is rotten or something's happened or there was an air conditioning unit in there and they took the sash out or whatever, a window unit, right? And so there are situations where you have to get those replaced, but there are companies that will make. You know replacement sash and it'll end up ultimately
0: looking better if you go for one of those companies
2: yeah i have, have no one of those companies actually okay, cool. they will replace make 100 year windows oh yeah there's a, a there's <laughs>
1: a there's a group called uh the wpa okay? okay window preservation alliance we're a part of that and it's window restoration contractors all over the country and if you go to window preservation alliance i think it's dot org is uh, you can type in your state or your city or whatever you are, and they will tell you the list of WPA oh my people there. That's awesome. And they'll actually, you know, restore your windows. So you don't That's have awesome. to replace windows. Cool. Okay,
0: so let's say I just um, bought a brand new production build, and uh, I'm excited about every feature of it except for the windows because they're... You bought a brand new production build. <clears throat> like yeah, a- production build home. Yeah. D.R. Horton. Yeah. D.R. Horton just finished my house. Yeah. And 60 million other houses alongside it. (laughs) Right. And uh, so I'm like, I'm in love with this house. Every piece of it's great. Well, Um, you're not going to like this one. Except for the windows. (laughs) I I don't like the windows. Uh, What's a window replacement that I should go get? And I know this may not fit the architectural style, but you see the point of my question, right? No, I I don't. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'm asking, (laughs) you know, in the... We talked about in our door episode. The reason I'm bringing this up is because in our door episode, we talked about how, um, if you wanted to spend money on something on a house to make you know raise the quality of the house really quick, you would buy the the front door. You would spend some money on make on getting a really nice front door. So um, if I'm wanting to spend money on getting new windows that are not the vinyl windows in my house,
1: thank you. I understand your okay, question. What now. am I trying to go buy? Uh, I don't think you're spending money on windows. Because, because the the um, the whole nature of the house, right? The 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 Dr. Horton house that you've bought isn't about windows mm. anymore. It's like when you were telling us about that house that you lived in. Mm-hmm. You had this beautiful view at the back. There was one window because that was what the plan was. They just didn't have any. Windows oh, there's no it. window. And yeah. so the, you know, <laughs> the window isn't the architectural feature of the house. The door can be. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it will always be to some extent because of the front door. It's a, your entryway to the house. And okay, so
1: windows just don't have the importance or prominence that they used to have. And I would not spend money on windows.
2: Okay. I even feel like my that house you brought up, my old production house, like it wouldn't even, even if you put these in it, it just wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just kind of, like the, the whole, whole house is, the is just kind of jacked, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like.
0: So, yeah, like, so it's more worth it to go put a down payment on a new house, and, and yes, then to spend yes. the money on a yeah I on mean, a
2: historic home. It's a disposable.
1: Unfortunately, it's, it's it, those houses are a little bit
2: disposable. Mm-hmm. It was like I was just telling you guys about the historic homes in my neighborhood, putting yeah. putting the vinyl windows in, and that yeah. just looked wrong. And I'm thinking about my production house with like finely crafted windows, and that looks wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, that was a weird. They, thought. They just don't
0: match. Yeah,
2: it just is yeah. not fitting.
0: It's like ketchup and ice cream
2: yeah i mean it, it'd
1: be like it, <laughs> it'd be like uh you have uh, uh a card table right okay. a plastic card table and i think i'm giving some chippendale chairs to put around it you would be like <laughs> why yeah why would you do that right it's Spend just like, your money on a new doesn't table make any sense
0: yeah so uh so when you know in richard's house he tells the story about how it, you know the vinyl windows they were falling apart after 11 years or mm-hmm. um you know, when you're looking to replace a window or Renewal by Andersen comes by and says, hey, you need to replace your windows. Is there a better option? Is there an option where you kind of go, hey, this is what a window should cost. This is what a window, you know, because we we're trying to answer the question, how much should a window cost? And it, y'all are starting to push back now, 50 minutes into the episode, <laughs> like, yeah, there
1: is no cost. Okay. So, well, if you'll let me answer the question. I've so, only asked it six different ways. So here's the deal. In it. Here here's the here's, okay. the here's the here's the world okay of windows. Okay. Um, you've got um, wood windows. Okay. Okay. You've got custom wood windows like a company like ours would make. Okay. Most expensive. You know, three thousand thirty five hundred dollars a window. Okay. okay? Uh, the production windows, two thousand dollars a window. Okay. okay? Vinyl windows, thousand dollars, six hundred yeah, $600,000? You know, cheap aluminum, you know, 200, 300, you know, right? So, and then steel, okay, custom steel, like, 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 was, would have been used, you know, $10,000, okay? Wow. Very expensive. <laughs> but in my mind, it all goes back to architectural stylings and everything else. Like, if I'm having a very modern house, our window isn't appropriate, right? It's mm-hmm. you're, you're going mm-hmm. with steel or you're going with, you know, big sheets of glass and stuff like that. Yeah. And so they, they, they are so different. It's almost like, well, you can't really do that in mm-hmm. this one. And you can't, that, that my window doesn't go in that house. It's, doesn't it's, apply. It, it doesn't apply. And so it, it, the architectural story is as important
2: for window placement as anything else. Mm. So for that guy, the, He just bought his Dr. Horton house. Then Mm -hmm. Anderson comes by and just go with them, right? I mean, they're replacing it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm still not spending money on that house.
0: You wouldn't. You would say just go get a HELOC on that house that you just bought and go spend money on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not spending money on that house. Mm.
2: I agree.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's, i mean that's good to hear and maybe it goes goes into the savings to get
1: you excited for your yeah, next house yeah and i think that i think the the real window question comes in on in richards neighborhood you know 20s and 30s and 40s houses mm-hmm. you know uh, you know What's your decision there, Mm. right? Okay, well, help me out. What's my decision? Well, I mean, ideally, you're going back with a wood window, okay? Okay. And if you can't afford our window, right, then then you're you're going with a Marvin window, and you're going to work real hard to make sure it's maintained so that it'll last as long as freaking possible, Mm -hmm. and you hope the glass doesn't fail, right? Yeah. But that's Mm. a... 15 to 20 year solution, okay? And and look, if it's covered, may, maybe it lasts a little bit longer, but yeah. in general, that glass is gonna fail in that amount of time. And so, it, it, let's say you have 30 windows. And, and you're nine- saying
0: the insulated glass or the double pane glass is gonna fail in that amount of time, not, you know, cause you're saying glass doesn't fail.
1: And then you're like, glass might fail. <laughs> Insulated glass, the seal fails, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's it's not the glass that's failing, it's the Great. seal that's failing, and 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 with a production window, the wood can fail as well. Okay. That's why i was saying if it's under a porch and the wood isn't getting any weather, maybe it lasts longer, mm-hmm. but the but the glass is going to fail. Um, I think I think you know. Let's just do some math. So if, if you've got 30 windows in your house, in 1920s house, yep. um, do you spend two thousand dollars a window? For for Marvin, so that's you know sixty thousand dollars, or do you spend you know four thousand for ours, and that's one hundred and twenty thousand, right? Well, I mean the house is is probably goes on the market for half a million dollars, eight hundred thousand dollars, whatever. Is spending an extra sixty thousand dollars on windows, you know, good bang for your buck? Uh, I mean, if I'm going to stay there and that's going to be my forever house, then I might do it. Mm -hmm. But. I'm not sitting here telling somebody you got to spend money on that, that window. Mm -hmm. I would probably, I'd probably say, look, why don't you spend $20,000 restoring them? And then then you don't have to Mm -hmm. do anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, and then the other question, just even to just put the money thing in the perspective, let's say some ding dong came, came along before you and bought the house and and like in your neighborhood, put in the the vinyl windows, right? Just got them replaced, put in the vinyl windows. Now you're buying the house back. Your vinyl windows are falling apart. You've just yeah. bought it. The vinyl windows point. break down. Now that decision of one hundred twenty thousand dollars to sixty thousand dollars becomes very more much more of like a, a real consideration mm-hmm. because let's say you're planning on you just put a thirty year mortgage down on the house. You're saying Marvin Windows may have about 17, 20 years in them, um, just theoretically. Uh, so you're spending sixty thousand dollars for every twenty years, or if this is going to be a house that gets passed down to your kids or whatever. Now, is that something you want to spend $120,000 on to where they will last, you know, four times as long as well, those Marvin windows? Well, here,
1: here's the bigger rub, okay, mm-hmm. and another way to think it. If you are going to stay in there for 30 years, yeah. right, um, I'm telling you, after 20 years and your windows start failing, you're going to be really frustrated that you didn't put a better window in there, mm-hmm. right, because – the first time you replace them you should have spent money on the fur on, on the on the longer lasting windows yeah um and so if you're planning on spending you know 25 plus years in that house i mean do it well it it, it, it makes it it's it's hard to me when you think you're spending let's say you spent eight hundred thousand dollars on the house to spend another 120 on windows right because your budget's already Gone. max I yeah. mean, pick, typically you're trying to buy a house that you can barely afford right <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right? what you're,
1: we do that's what we do right <laughs> yeah. we what yeah. can i what can i afford okay that's where i'm
2: going and then you stretch it a little right. bit <laughs> and so
1: to to put another 120 on top of that mm-hmm. is a hard decision yeah.
0: and so um and i'm saying this i'm saying this is renter so it's not me saying it's is actually,
1: actually a great uh realistic thing that that happens is Mm -hmm. you get into it and those that someone screwed up your windows
2: yeah Yeah, and i think it's it really is now that you're bringing up these scenarios yeah it's like a really personal thing like it matters where you are in life how long you're going to be there Mm -hmm. how much you care about the look of the house there's so many um Things that go into it—it's mm-hmm. really hard to answer.
1: Another hard one is Austin's house. Okay, so our built in the '40s, right? He—he's got steel windows, original steel windows. Okay, which are awesome. Okay, and to replace them is probably ten 000 to fifteen thousand dollars a window, mm-hmm. right? Um, in steel—that's <laughs> crazy. But they're incredibly inefficient. You excited about that? They're—they're <laughs> <laughs> they're incredibly inefficient. Now. As an architectural story, and because we're in Texas where, you know, heat gains your problem and things like that, I wouldn't worry about the the fact that they're steel and they're inefficient. I would worry about heat gain, right? And heat gains the sun. And so I would be putting films on his windows so that they would stop the heat gain and stop the UV, but I would – because the architectural integrity is really important to me and those steel windows look so cool, right? They are defining elements of his house. Mm -hmm. I would say we keep them. And then you can walk around the back of his house and point out immediately where the replacement windows are Mm -hmm. and they stand out like a sore thumb. That's crazy. Do you agree with that? Oh,
2: yeah. He said, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was just thinking the reason your windows are more... Is because now that I'm building that window what goes all into it it's crazy like the glass the glazing like mm-hmm. it's a it's a very finely crafted thing mm. so I feel like it's worth it but maybe my wallet doesn't feel like it's worth it you right know, I don't, it's just you have a, to that's answer that's a
1: character defining window that you built and it's going to be awesome right? yeah because your oh, house yeah. can
2: carry that look and you know it'll be mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah I have the big sheets of glass on the side of that main living room and they just irritate me bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's a big sheet of glass. <laughs> but, but then I'm like, it's staying though because mm-hmm. I don't have the money to screw around with that. Yeah. I'm just going to build these little windows and, and as I go. But it's very labor intensive and mm-hmm. that's why I say like, anything anything we talk about here that we really fall in love with is expensive because mm-hmm. it's so it's so finely crafted. Me mm-hmm. and my wife joke about like... <clears throat> if we're looking at a book of things and we pick something, we always, without even like seeing the, we always pick the most expensive thing mm-hmm. just because it's like, whoa, that looks good. Let's mm-hmm. do go with that. And then the person's like, oh yeah, that one is our most expensive. And it's like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> we always, you know, so yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? The, the really
0: well done, the things that take time and take quality, they draw us in and they attract us and it makes sense. Um So uh, just to turn the question back on you guys one more time,
2: how much should a window cost? I don't know really because I haven't ever bought them or really mess around with windows too much, but based off all the work I just did on that one, Mm -hmm. I probably would charge like $2,000 for that window that I built. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's a beautiful (laughs) window. And that's live on your channel right now, right? No, no. As I I kind of uh haven't been posting actually. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Nobody uh, knows about that window actually. Okay. So I'll have to send you some footage. Yeah,
0: it's cool. <laughs> um and then
1: you? How much should a window cost? I don't I think it's a bad question. Let's start over. Um they, it it depends. It depends how big it, it depends, depends what, what the architectural style is. But I, I don't look at it as how much should a window cost. I, I look at it as how long should a window last. Mm. And I would say a window should last 100 years. Because yeah, it has you're the looking
2: ability. At it, you're looking at it from the consumer from side. The consumer yeah, I side. totally
0: am. And, and I think a lot of people out there are. But, uh, but I think whenever you phrase it, I think my mind shifts immediately. If you tell me that I'm going to have to buy a window five different times. You know what I mean? like my mind, if you tell me oh windows are built to break down i'm going to go great i'm never buying another bad window ever again it makes me mad and i mm-hmm. don't want to give that person business you know what i mean yeah but uh, yeah that that gets on my nerves so to i think the way you're phrasing it like it's not about how how much a window should cost it's about how long a window should last and I mean, I'm sitting here saying that as the son of the guy who made the 100 year window. So <laughs> that's not a subtle plug. That's really just like, ah, he that's gets frustrating. a com- He gets a commission. No. <laughs> I wish. Wow, that would be a, a nice commission. Um, <laughs> I'd take that on one house. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, thanks for watching the passion for craft podcast this week. Um, uh, man, hopefully this opened your eyes as much as it did mine <laughs> about the, uh, the, the windows, uh, as a whole hundred year double hung. Um, I learned so much about that. Nice. But thanks for watching. Join us on Patreon to continue the conversation over discord. Um, get to talk more with us, with each of us and, I get to see some cool things from Brent's library as well as some practical applications done by Richard.
2: And I will win this dual competition.
0: (laughs) Oh, we haven't talked about (laughs) that. Well, a side project uh, that we're going to do. It's going to be a future episode. You have this to look forward to. We talked about it a little bit off camera, but we are doing a stool competition, so that's not how well we can poop. Um, <laughs> that's what I thought. I heard you laugh. I was like, that's why. Um, no, <laughs> we're all going to no. So, a stool sample. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, no, we're, what we're going to do is we're all going to do our best to build a three-legged stool um and we are gonna see how everyone does. We're gonna look at a couple of different features of it. Um, we're gonna judge them based off of beauty. Um, and then function as well. I, ideally, they should all function. Strength.
2: Special guest judge probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: Special guest judge TBA. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna TBD. see. TBD. No announced. We've decided. Oh. I did... right. Don't be <laughs> To want... be determined. We know who it is, don't we? We've determined who it is. We've got to ask him. to be announced. We just have to ask the guy. We're excited about it, though. So, uh, yeah, we're going to compete um, to build the best stool. It's a three-legged stool is the requirements. We're going to judge it based off of how it looks and how it functions. And then uh, we'll look at overall things like tools used, um, the cost of them, as well as, you know, how each of us went about it. It's gonna be a really fun competition. Uh, where you, you should see about it on each of our channels. So um, really be looking forward to my channel on
2: that one. <laughs> No CNC's, <laughs> no Vossels.
0: <laughs> well, it, hey, no. if you have the tool at your disposal, you're welcome to use it. Or so. to buy it. Or buy it, that's right. Um, so I'm gonna commission mine from... <laughs> Creighton and barrel. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks for watching.